Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Miller and Condon. As KXNO gets back to local programming for the next seven hours, we take you until 1 o'clock talking sports with you, and certainly appreciate you uh, tuning in here this morning and into the afternoon. BMW of Des Moines guest list shapes up like this. We are going to, at the bottom of the hour, uh, talk uh, hockey uh, with our friend Joe O'Donnell, the voice of the Minnesota Wild. Uh, whose team is, as we know, is out. There's only two teams in the West, two teams in the East. But Joe Donald's seen them all, and he will join us uh, and help us break down the final four in the NHL. Uh, coming up here at 11.30. At 12.05, Randy Peterson uh, back with uh, us on the radio, and we will talk all things Cyclone-related with Petey. Look forward to catching up uh, with the um, longest-tenured media member in Central Iowa. I would think I mean, so. It goes back to the 70s. Yeah. Uh, Randy has that distinction, and he will join us at 12.05. And then Pete Futek from collegefootballnews.com. We will um, you know, bounce around the Power Fives, what what Futek is hearing, etc. I look forward to our, our conversations uh, with him throughout the college football season, which I just saw is 100 days away. Ooh. Is that the opening for this? Because uh, it was a, uh, was an Iowa Everywhere tweet, I think. So is that a Cyclone slash Hawkeye tweet? Because there's a week zero. Right. So is it maybe even 93? Well, let's see. What would be week one, August what? Uh, 20-something, 8th? 28th? I'm just guessing. Let's see. How many days until? August 30th. August 30th. All right. Uh, I'm wrong. That's September. August 26th. 26th. All right. 100 days. Yeah, 100 days. All right. week zero. Good stuff. Days I'm ready it is. for it. I am too. I think we all are. Can't wait. There's going to be more and more scheduled nuggets being dropped over the next little while. We're going to see some win totals. Some of the there are already some out already. Mm-hmm. Some of the games of the year, point spreads. But uh, check, keep checking off these boxes. We inch our way to college football. Well, and another one of the big checkpoints for the first time. Division odds are out in college football. How many? How many different conferences? Not sure. What I do know is the Big Ten West is out. And that's the one that we are, Mm -hmm. certainly that we've been keeping our eye on the most. So, no surprise because that's what everybody's been telling us. Wisconsin's the team to beat. These two chairs disagree with the sentiment. Wholeheartedly. But it is the Wisconsin Badgers, the betting favorite to win the Big Ten West. And this is at Bet Rivers, correct? Bet Rivers has it up. Yep. This is the first one I've seen anywhere that has division odds. Plenty of places have to win the conference, mm-hmm. but not seen any other division odds. So that's where we are right now. And I just don't get it. I, I understand. You want to make the argument they should be the favorite. They get the Iowa game at home. Mm-hmm. I definitely can understand them being the betting favorite. But this significant, that's where I step off. Right now, I want to get the updated odds. When I looked at it yesterday, it was plus 160 for the Badgers. Iowa was 3-1. to one Ridiculous. To win the Big Ten West. Now, here, as we look at it today, oh, I went back. Oh, man, I screwed this up. <laughs> but it was 3-1. to one. Uh, Minnesota was the third choice. Or Illinois. Or Illinois, you're yeah, right. Illinois yeah, it was, was Illinois. Yeah. Was the third choice in that one, which... Had a good year last year. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see him do it again before I get too involved with <laughs> right. uh, with the Illini, but uh, nonetheless. 
Minnesota, new quarterback. Five to one. Calabanis, he took a step forward at the end yeah, of the year. He I, looked I like a him. disaster. Yeah, I liked him. Early on. Mm-hmm. It was it was rough. Mm-hmm. And he took a big step forward. I love their defensive backfield. I think they're going to be good there. And P.J. Flack, make fun of him, and I like to, because he's a goober. Uh-huh. But he is not, he's not Tim Brewster, right? No, he's, no, he's way better than that. That was all just chesty yeah. with nothing. Yeah. There was no be- nothing behind right. him. Right. There is substance. He is a football coach. Mm-hmm. I don't like the way he does things, but guy knows how to coach football. Ference has been able to get the better of him every single time, but I don't think that Minnesota now is in a spot where there's going to be some kind of huge drop-off. They'll be, you know, 7-5, and five, yeah, They'll four, be in the conversation. I right, agree with right you. Right in that range. Yep, and yep. In the Big Ten West, <laughs> that's good enough. Uh, here, I got the updated well, better be numbers. good enough. Better be good enough. Better get that done quickly because it's going away. Wisconsin, plus 160. Iowa, 3-1. to one. Illinois plus three fifty, Minnesota five to one, Nebraska and Purdue both seven to one. Yeah, so it hasn't changed in Northwestern a big, big price of twenty five to one. If I had to take a shot deep, I certainly would take Nebraska. Well, oh, I think I would. Yeah, yeah, I think I would too. I look, I think Matt Rule's going to get it done there. I don't think he's going to get it done this year. And by the way, what do I mean by get it done? You can't win the West because if you're not going <laughs> to get it this year, there's not going to be a West. Um, get him back to Pelini. What is what does that mean? Ten, ten and two, nine and three. Yeah, nine and three. I think that's. Doable. That's what you got with Pelini uh-huh. in a single year. Yeah, I think that's doable. That, that wasn't good enough, though. That's a realistic way to do it. Yeah. In the East. You know what? I want to get sips on, on maybe next week, just because you and I are so focused on on Iowa and, and what we think that they're going to be. I wonder if that's how they're seen throughout the Big Ten footprint. So yesterday on my Locked On Hawkeyes podcast, I had a recruiting guy on from the South, and it's certainly not making its way down there. I mean, it is still the continuous jokes, and even with the upgrades that they have made, I think... The Brian Ferentz continuous the, jokes? The yeah. last two years have just tainted the view of everybody. Mm-hmm. And I think outside of probably here in the state or people that cover it really closely in the Big Ten West, it's you got to prove it. Right. It's It can't be I, I don't think talk. that's crazy. No, not at all. Because, well, you've fallen into the trap. Well, Petrus is going to figure it out. <laughs> I mean, that was more wishful thinking. I, I, he I had it two years in a row, though. That's true because I just like I, I was, I'm a softy, <laughs> right? I, I love the fact that he answered the bell after every game, as poorly as he might have played. There he was to answer the questions about why he played so poorly. Twenty-seven years ago, when you started, would you have been called a softy? Oh, God no. <laughs> and here we are today. It's, it's age. It's soft Ken. Miller. Yeah, it's age. So in the East. I don't understand this. I'm with you there, too. So Ohio State's the betting favorite. Mm-hmm. Again, fine. Yeah. But a minus number. Nope. Shouldn't be. No thanks. Michigan, plus 150. That's where my money would go. And even Penn State. You like Penn State, State, don't you? I do. I really like this Penn State team. I think they have a chance to have an upgrade of the quarterback position. I love what they have up mm-hmm. front both ways. I think they're going to be really, really good this year. I, I put them... On the same tier as those other two. That young talent that uh, that uh, joined the program last year is now a year older. Absolutely. Plus and they were And they were good last year in a lot of respects. They were. And then it's a big drop, right, to the next tier. Yeah, Maryland's 50-1. to one, Michigan State's 50-1. to one, Indiana, 100-1. to 200-1 to one if you want to put your nickel behind the Rutgers Scarlet Rutgers will, will finish ahead of some of those bottom fields. Oh, absolutely, Indiana. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I agree with you. Maybe Michigan State. Yeah, I could see that, too. 
how quickly the wheels Ooh. can fall off for Bill Tucker and company. And, and they paid him through the... I mean, didn't they give him a... What was the contract? Like, uh, $90 million. $90 million, $100 million. Mm-hmm. It was almost a lifetime deal. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get to, um, uh, let's get to the uh, NBA from last night. I, I, look, it's, it's the greatest reality show going, right? It's sports. Um, I couldn't be any more wrong about last night's game, and I'm absolutely perfectly fine to sit here with the egg on my face. That was a phenomenal game last night. Mm-hmm. And watching this Miami, I heard during the broadcast... Yeah, and, and Kevin Harlan and Reggie Miller and Stan Van Gundy, you're a really good team. That's a really good I team. I like Harlan. You don't like the other two? I like Reggie Miller a lot. You do? I yeah, I, I, I'm i a fan. We break off um, on that one. But um, they were talking about this Miami Heat team has seven undrafted free agents on that roster. And a lot of them play. A lot of them play. Seven? Un- seven. In the NBA? In the NBA. Now, if this I was go- the NFL... Oh, you, okay, you can see that. You got a 53-man roster right. on top of it. Right. We're talking half your team. Yep. And they just go out there. And just find guys. And Spolster coaches them up or plugs oh. them into the right spots. Is he the best coach in the NBA? He's on the list, Trent. He's clearly on the list. I've been really impressed by Darvin Ham. Mm-hmm. We talked about the buttons yep. that they pushed yep. to get back into yep. the game. I've been really impressed. And what is not an easy thing to do, nope. coaching LeBron James, yep. especially at this point in his career where mm-hmm. he's seen everything. LeBron James might be the most intelligent basketball player in terms of basketball IQ we've ever had. Well, how old he, is he now? 38, 36? 39. He's, he's getting up there, and yeah. he is still, he just knows everything. He knows how to work the mm-hmm. officials. He knows where everybody should be. He knows how to massage He's things. like a pitcher that's been around yes. a long time that no longer throws 102. He's painting corners and doing it very effectively. Kind of like Scherzer had to adjust throughout mm-hmm. his career, and then we mm-hmm. saw him you know, at his apex with the Nationals and yep. what he was able to do. Very similar to that. Just so smart out there. And yet, Darvin Ham's done a good job. But Spolstra, <laughs> seven undrafted free agents. It's incredible what, what they did. And that third quarter last night. And then Tatum doesn't take a shot in the fourth quarter. How in the world is that feasible? I don't get it. And he still finished with 30 points. He just uh, got a couple. He was a turnover machine late in the basketball game, too. And it was just throwing the ball to Jimmy Butler. There you go, Jim. Right. Well, probably not your best move. Uh, Bam was terrific. He was. Um, you know who Well, He didn't play a ton, and he didn't score. Cody Zeller, remember him? He's a pain in the butt, isn't he? He really is. He's just... All six foot eleven, seven foot of Going them. bald and just annoying the crap yeah. out of you. Yeah. <laughs> a good solid nine minutes out of Zeller. Yeah, he's a good... Uh, uh, Lowry, Kyle Lowry looked like he turned the clock back last night. He was making mm-hmm. some threes, some big threes, uh, in that first half to keep his team into it. Trent at the... Five-minute marker thereabouts of the second quarter. I thought, oh, God, this is going to be brutal because Mm -hmm. here go the Celtics. Here they go. But the Heat were able to cut it to single digits at halftime. I think they were down, was it, down around 15, something like that. 13-15, yeah. yeah. And they went on, it was like a 42-20 to run from the end of the second quarter through, I think, three minutes left Mm -hmm. in the third. Not only, and then when they took the lead, you were just waiting for that Celtics. And I told you yesterday, I just... wasn't coming. They're just something off. Is it yeah. Missoula? I don't know. I don't know. Well, you know, one part it was that it was that Butler three that bounced, oh. almost hit the ceiling in the building, and he came back and fell. You see through. his little wink as he was going yeah. walking back too. He is so good, isn't he? Yeah. My God, he's good. He is so good. What a player. What a player. What a game. Good for Miami. I don't know what this means. I mean, if I had to pick today, I'd still take the Celtics in five. And what? I mean. Why? I, I don't know. I just think that they're better. I'm just so dead They are better. No, I'm rooting for Miami to win the series. Trust me. They're more talented, mm-hmm. but there's something about this Miami yes. team. Well, you can get right now the 
Boston Celtics to come back and win the series minus 210. Hmm. Remember, this was, I think it went over minus 600 at wow. one point yesterday. Now minus 210, the Heat plus 180. You could have got them about plus 450 yesterday. Nuggets minus 250. Lakers plus 215. If you like the Lakers to come back and win this series, the time is now to hop on. Yeah, for sure it is. Absolutely. Uh, because you think they're going to win tonight. I do. Uh, and you're not alone. There's a lot of folks out there that have that belief. So look at um, whether they do or whether they don't. Uh, let's let's get a good basketball game tonight. L- last night was really good. I enjoyed it. Um, third quarter, outscored them by 21, 22 points. Who saw that coming? Sports are unbelievable, aren't they? My gosh, Miami! What a performance out of them last night. Uh, Lakers, Golden, uh, Lakers, Golden State, Lakers, Nuggets tonight. Got a little NHL tip it off. We're going to talk to Joe O'Donnell coming up in fifteen minutes. Speaking of that, I got a nugget for you. The just off the top of your head, mm-hmm. four teams left in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yep. The northernmost city is. Well, I'm sure. top of your head, to, uh, northern. Canadian Trent Vegas. It is Vegas. Uh, not That's, the final four. I was, it was either Carolina or Vegas yep. for me. It's Carolina is the northernmost city left. <laughs> that's wild. That is that's a really good stat. That is a nugget. Uh, let's get Jeff in here. I'm sure he wants to talk about those nuggets or certainly basketball related. Welcome, sir. How are you? Doing well. Uh, first, I want to give a shout out to the uh, boys and girls who've got state track today. Hopefully. Uh, I heard there might be some weather issues, but it's right now it's sunny. It's perfect. So good luck to all of them. Uh, secondly, I don't know if you guys talked about this earlier in the week, but uh, John Moran is an idiot. Yeah. Um, yep, he is. Another, another, you know, waving around a gun. Mm-hmm. You no. Know, uh, I, I look, and I don't care what state he was doing it in, whether it's legal to do or not. I get the Second Amendment. I get all those things. You're an employee of the NBA. You're making you're making hundreds of millions of dollars. You know, if you want to if you want to hear a really good take on this, it's funny, right? Some of the some of the last guys in the world while they're playing would think that this is a voice of re- Charles Barkley, of <laughs> all listen, people. Listen, it was awesome. It really was, wasn't it? And he, you know, he can't say enough. The people around them get rid of all of them, and he's lucky get some new friends. Yep. Yeah. He's he's kind of you know winked at Adam Silver. If David Stern was the commissioner, I mean he was the. I love David Stern as a commissioner. He was perfect for the league at the mm-hmm. right time. Mm-hmm. He would be Ben Ben, or he would learn his lesson. Yeah, um, let's move on. I just wanted to throw that out. No, but you know what? He's going to get the book thrown at him. He's going to well, get. He, does. he will. Silver was embarrassed, uh, but he gave him eight games the first time. Uh, I heard an interview with him over the weekend, and he was just shocked that this had happened again. Um, he's going to get. I, I wouldn't be a bit surprised if it's maybe a year. Wow, certainly half a year. Mm-hmm. I, I won't be shocked if uh, if that's if that's the punishment. He gave him eight eight, uh, eight games for the first time for the first offense, and then weeks later he does it again. He's paying a steep price, anyways. Uh, yesterday, um, for both of you, real quick, I've never seen a first-team All-NBA player be this erratic. You have a bad game. Let's not forget that, you know, he had a terrible game, and then he bounced back and had 51, and everybody forgot about it. Everybody, Jason Tatum, first-team All-NBA, Jason Tatum, he's the best. Okay, but then he has it again coming back back from that 51-point performance. I've never seen such a thing. Not at that level. Yep. You know, I was thinking off the top of my head, maybe John Starks late, mm-hmm. you know, in the, in the Bulls run, the Knicks. 
but John Starks is nothing like Jason Tatum. That's the only person I can really think of off the top of my dome um, to get five shot attempts to in, in the in the heat of the moment, the fourth quarter. He's setting screens for Marcus Smart. <laughs> really? Like, yeah. Marcus Smart. Yeah. Jason Tatum. What are, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. And you guys touched base on the coaching staff. I don't know where it starts, but the the yo-yo performance for Jason Tatum, and I would not be shocked, not at all, if he comes back and has I don't know thirty-five. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, the absolutely. next game would not be would not be shocked. Now, Kent, I got to call you out. Okay. And Trent, Trent as my witness. Right. I don't know what you're thinking. You you, you go, uh, you know, Celtics are going to sweep. Yeah. And then you kind of you know you say the egg on my face, and now you're saying. Celtics are going to win four straight. Ken, what are you talking about? Ken. <laughs> Look, I, I, I feel that way. I, I'm rooting for Miami. I'm rooting for Miami. I love this story. All the free agents. Uh, Jimmy Butler. Um, it, I, there's a lot of things I like about it. But if, if the Celtics play, but they haven't. There's been no consistency yeah. there. But okay. if they ever do put it together for a period of time, that's a better roster all day long. Is it time? For, and maybe I'm late to the party. I think I am. Is it time to say Jimmy Butler's that first ballot Hall of Famer? He's really good. Is it, is it, is it time to say it? We're getting like, close I've to it. I've never said it. I think it's real close. Postseason uh, Jimmy Butler. Right. Yeah, can they you have their right. own wing for postseason players only? We can put guys like Robert Ory in there, yeah. things like that. Way better than Robert Ory. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously. Yeah, and I, and I get it. I mean, I think he's a six-time six time, uh, you know All-Star, and I'm sure he's got some noms for first, second, third team All-NBA. Real quick for tonight's game. I don't, I'm sure you guys talked about this. That switch that Rui, mm-hmm. Rui went mm-hmm. on to yep. Jokic, I don't know if I would have showed that late in that first round because you got to think Denver and Jokic will be ready for that. They almost stole it, though. Yeah, they, and, and they said that they, they, they've already said they've made an adjustments in advance of game two. Sure, and, I, and, I, and that's fine. And I think Trent, as I already kind of said, he kind of likes the Lakers. Yeah. Um, if, if I'm Denver and I'm the players, the coaching staff, you have to hold home court. Mm-hmm. Joker has to be Joker. Yep. If they could get just someone that could just step up that's kind of on a fringe, and you're going to get that playing at home, somebody that we're not going to be talking about is going to have 15 to 18 tonight if Denver wins. Who is it? But AD- how much did uh, how much did um, Brown? Third, third- how much did Brown have last night, or the two nights ago? Uh, in in the team, I have 14, 12, uh, something like that. He, he was double digits for sure. They're going to need him to go off, I don't know, in that same range, you know, 16 to 18. And, the, and the, crazy enough, they're going to need Jokic to play out of his mind. Mm-hmm. Jokic is going to have to, and Trent has said this, he's going to have to average mm-hmm. a triple-double and to be that MVP, a.k.a. Mark Jackson, not adding him at all. To his MVP list is is a travesty. Jokic just got the plot of his mind. Mm-hmm. So I hope it's a great game, guys. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate the call. A uh, little NBA knowledge dropping on us. The the switch that they had having Rui move over and mm-hmm. guard Jokic mm-hmm. had well, some more athleticism over there, and then having the patrol in the paint of AD in the middle. The problem was that Aaron Gordon he was just hanging out on the baseline, oh. and that allowed Davis to do that. So he's got to get to the corner and hit a corner three or two to stretch him out. He's got to move. He's got to get the ball to the top of the key and then drive on AD. Those are the things that they're going to have to do. There's plenty of counters. And when you have a player with the basketball intelligence Joker, he'll be <laughs> able the to the passing ability of Joker? That's not too bad. Oh, my God. For a big man, Trent, it's unbelievable. I think we're going to get a good game time. I hope you're right. What's the, what's the number? Five and a half. 
which was about where it opened in game mm-hmm. one, correct? And it, it pushed up to seven. Seven, yeah. yeah. Pushed up to seven by the early in that evening. I think it was about five, six o'clock. I saw that push up to seven. It, uh, I, LeBron knows the chances of beating this Denver team. You'd have to beat them then twice, mm-hmm. likely on the road to come back and win. Gotta the win series. four or five if they lose tonight. Yeah. The importance of this one. Yep. You're going to see right away. And I love these LeBron games. What do you know? When right he had away? a big game in game one, he I mean, did. he had 28 and 10. Mm-hmm. Um, Davis had, what, 40 and 10? 40. And it wasn't good enough. Is that a little bit of a problem? That you had a game like you had LeBron playing well. Uh, Reeves went off. Yeah, at the AD end. He had 40. The, yeah. And he still can't steal yeah, that one. Yeah. That would be my concern from a Lakers perspective. And Hatchamore had a good game scoring place, too. Yeah, good call. Yeah, he was solid too. Mm-hmm. Now maybe this is another Lonnie Walker game. <laughs> Lonnie Walker, that's unbelievable. That guy, he was good in the clinching game too in the last round. Uh, unbelievable story. All right, baseball from yesterday. I got to ask you this. I, okay. was, I was, I know that you had a long night uh, spending the uh, period of time you did with your son Jack in the hospital. I was hoping you were asleep yesterday afternoon when the Do- when the Dodgers and the Twins were playing, and it was the seventh inning, and Dillion is. Dealing, he's mm-hmm. okay, but he given up a couple of singles with two men out, and here they go to the bullpen. Rocco, for whatever reason, he is just bound and determined to prove everybody wrong that you know what you guys all think that Pagan stinks. Mm-hmm. I don't think he does, and one of these times I'm going to be proven right. He brings him in and gives up a grand slam, seven three. Good night, drive home safely. He is- what am I missing in Pagan? It's a great question, and it's not just a Rocco thing, because the front office has brought him back. This is a guy that should have been outrighted. He lost the division for them last year. And that run, when they played Cleveland, like, what was it, nine times over 13 days or something like that, and they lost eight of those nine games, and he blew five of them. He is atrocious. He gives up home runs. He throws hard. He throws 97. Okay. Throws hard and goes straight. Major League Baseball players can figure that out. (laughs) And now we have three years of history with the Twins, seven years of history as a major leaguer. He's not a good pitcher. No. He's not a good... And keeps getting opportunities. Because he throws 97. The weird thing is, I uh, remember reading last year an article about him. And even when you look at like those advanced metrics and those numbers and spin rate and everything else, everything lines up that he should be really good. And I'm sure that's... The front office looks at that and says, all right, yeah, well, we're going to, he's going to figure it out. Well, at this point, 32 years old, you got plenty of data that says he is not the guy. I understand. Were you watching? Bullpens. I was. Yeah. yeah. And got my nap right after that. Ugh. What a frustrating I don't know nap. how you slept. After they took the lead 3-2, all revved this up. It's going to be a big win for the it Twins. Was. Taking 2-3 at Dodger Stadium. You know, I, I'll tell you one thing about this team, though, that I have a little more optimism about. Beating the Yankees, it's not a big deal. They won four out of seven games. But just finally winning a season series for the first time in 22 years mm-hmm. against the Yankees. They went in there with the Dodgers and they competed. Yeah, they lost one, let it slip away. But they went in there and they competed with a really good team. Easily could have won two nights ago. Yeah. Got the game in the middle. And yesterday, what could have been? I'm walking away from this team. They're not just good enough to win a crappy division. I think there can be a little bit more. And with the top-end starting talent that they have, you go into a playoff series with Ryan and Gray, mm-hmm. that's a pretty good Pretty good, good one-two. That's a really good yep. one-two punch there. So i frustrated yesterday. Yeah, two mm-hmm. nights ago frustrated. But overall, still optimistic that I think this team, with the tweak, with the right ro- rotation, with the right reliever coming in, those kind of things, the offense is starting to heat up finally, that this team can be more than just playoff fodder in the first round for whatever team from the AL East. 
that there could be a little bit more out of this squad. Speaking of that, did you watch your Blue Jays last night? Uh, I was back and forth. I did not see Danny Jansen's uh, uh, three-run home run in the 10th. So I flipped over a couple of times, and Garrett Cole was not the better pitcher last night. No, he wasn't. It was it was Bassett. Bassett, yes. Bassett was the better yeah. of the two. He was outstanding. Bassett's been terrific in his last three starts now. He's a three complete in a row game, now? yes. Yeah, he's been really, really mm-hmm. good. And Garrett Cole is He's going to be fine. Yeah. But on that night, it was the other guy was a whole lot uh-huh. better there. And that was a big win for Toronto. They needed that one after the Yankees had taken the first two. You talked me into a preseason bet on them. I really I like this team. Now, is anybody going to be able to catch the race? Is there even going to be a lull out of this race I, team? Are they just so solid? Well, that, we talked about it on TV yesterday. I think you just have to swallow hard and realize, you know what? They're just—it's kind of like Denver at the beginning of the NBA playoffs. Yeah, it's staring you right in the face. They're the one seed in the West, yet everybody's ignoring them. Tampa Bay went on that incredible winning streak to start the season. They really haven't let up at all. Mm-hmm. They're at—I at, um, mean, there was a good comeback win yesterday. There's a lot of comeback wins yesterday. They were. The Mets really needed it. Alonzo uh, parked one in the seats. Um, to, uh, to to win the game for the Mets and they needed it badly. Yes, they did. Um, but no, I they don't. Need a I lot don't of those. But to answer your question, I don't. That's true. I don't think Tampa Bay's coming back. But that division from top to bottom, my God, the Orioles are a legitimate mm-hmm. baseball team. The Orioles are in the wrong division for their success. Sadly, I mean they're not going to catch Tampa. No, the Yankees are going to be the Yankees. The Blue Jays are you know built for. They're going to do. They're going to be there every year. This division, my gosh, Adley Rushman's a star. Yes, they got. An- Bonafide star. That is absolutely outstanding all the mm-hmm. way through. They got dudes up and down that mm-hmm. lineup, that young talent, the pitching staff starting to come in. Would you like a little more help? But And if you're Baltimore, too. And a great ballpark to play in and watch a game in. It's I love Camden Yards. They did it right and really revolutionized yep, what we know baseball did. stadiums, yep. what they did. The same architect that built Camden built Principal Park. Oh, really? Yep. I didn't know that. Yep. Beautiful, beautiful place. And that's one I'm I'm definitely excited when I get my East Coast baseball trip coming up here in a few years. That one's going to be... Put it on your list, Trent. Put it on your list. Jack and I will make a summer trip for the boys. And go out and hit a bunch of balls. That um, um, those buildings right across the street, uh, mm-hmm. right across from right field, Boog Powell's got his uh, um, his barbecue joint out there, and now there is a, uh, a sports book. Oh, really? Inside one of them. I'm not sure which company's in there, but they just opened up, anyways. All right, we're going to talk hockey with Joe O'Donnell, Final Four in the NHL. Pick his brain as how he sees this going. We'll spend 10 or 15 minutes with our friend Joe. Look forward to catching up uh, with him. Uh, Then we will, uh, in hour number two, talk Iowa State with Randy Peterson. Always look forward to those conversations. Does it seem to you like it does to me? And this isn't a, um, I, I don't think this is a negative. I think Iowa State's going back to being a basketball school. You do. I do. You're that far out on Matt Campbell. No, and I like Matt Campbell. I think I like what he's done for this program. I think the program has clearly been elevated. I think the conference keeps getting better, football-wise. But Oklahoma and Texas are leaving. Yep. Yep. And who scares you in the next in the next iteration not, of the Big 12? Well, BYU. They do? Yeah, I think BYU is always going to be one of those 7-8 teams. Sure. That's where Iowa State resides. Um Look, Cincinnati, I don't know if it's sustainable. I would have to think that it's, they have a chance because now they're in, you know, a, in the Big 12. Mm-hmm. Houston, mm, don't know for sure, but it's Baylor and it's TCU. And I don't think these teams are going anywhere. I think Kansas's arrows pointing up. Climbing's uh, a tough out every year. Yeah. I just think the conference, I think. But that, there's nobody that is different than you. 
that much different. No, no. But I I think it's going to be a rarity for this team. Is there a 9-win, 10-win in the next 10 years? Is there one of those type of seasons? Maybe one. I get where you're going, though. I understand what you're I, saying. I, th- I think the water gets a little deeper. The and I, I love what TJ's doing. And yeah. this this is this is as much of a not a, not a knock on football. It's more a, you think basketball yes, is going to another tier. I do think that. Yeah, with what they've done at the uh-huh. high school level, recruiting yep. the way that they hit the portal. Mm-hmm. I think this team coming up this year is going to be really good and really I exciting. Too. I get what you're saying. It's it's not so much a knock on football. No, I'm not. As t- that was not my point. Of basketball doing that. is yeah. elevating yes, to that level. Absolutely. Where when you're talking about Iowa State sports, you start. With the basketball yep, team. I think so. Uh, it's 11.30. Joe O'Donnell next. Miller and Condon under. Before history is written. It's played. Before it's frozen in time. It's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver. It's carved in ice. What happens next? Will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Away on Thursdays, Des Moines Sports Station, 106. Hello out there, we're on the air, it's hockey night tonight. Tension grows, the whistle blows, and the puck goes down the ice. The goalie jumps and the players bump and the fans all go insane. Someone roars, Bobby scores at the good old hockey game. All right, uh, 11.35, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Let's talk a little hockey, shall we? Down to four in the NHL. The Eastern Conference, they get underway tonight. Western Conference tomorrow. East, it's Florida and Carolina. The West, it's Vegas and it's Dallas, as Trent pointed out early in the show. The most northernmost outpost of the four remaining teams is that uh, northern city of Las Vegas. <laughs> in the uh, desert. In the desert. Joe O'Donnell joins us. Good to talk to you, Joe O'Donnell. How are you? Ken and Trent, always a pleasure. Hope you guys are doing well. Absolutely. Wish you were still working, I'm guessing, huh? Yeah, I've been a little scarred, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. uh, I haven't watched a whole lot of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, I've been paying attention. I've been checking the box scores. Yeah. I tune in for a period or two every now and then, but between all three boys of ours playing about as many youth sports as humanly possible <laughs> and the fact that I'm still a little stung by the Wild falling short against the Dallas Stars in round one. Um, it's been a little hard to really dive completely in here like I like I feel like I had so many years past. It's funny because there's so many people that work in the in, in the league that when their team gets off, they just stop watching. Uh, just um, It's just too difficult to do. Well, you know, let's start with Dallas, and they'll get underway tomorrow against Las Vegas, who uh, they were the uh, number one overall seed. Uh, but the Stars team, Ottinger was so good against Minnesota uh, but has not been has not played at that level. I don't think as of late. He certainly did in Game Seven. But when you think back to the uh, series against your Wild, uh, he was I mean, he was unbeatable for the most part, Joe. Yeah, he was, especially as the series moved along. I mean, Game One, you know, he was okay. It's a double overtime game; goes either way. Game Two, he really didn't have right. to be great. Yeah. The Stars just took it to the Wild. Game Three, Minnesota. I don't want to say lit him up, but they won comfortably, you know, five to one. Andre wasn't great. I think there's an empty netter in there, if I remember right, to seal it up. But you know, going into Game Four, of the Wild and the Stars in that opening round, Minnesota had gotten 
you know, at least when Philip Gustafson played those three games, the better goaltending. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then Ottinger got, you know, his best game of that series was game four in St. Paul that evened up the series at 2-2, and the series was ultimately never the same. And sometimes it's really all you need, Kenny, you know this, is like it might just be that one game or that one moment within the series that gets the guy going or gets the team going again. And I think with Jake Gottinger, he's the best goaltender remaining of the of the four teams. I don't even think that's up for debate. Mm-hmm. I don't even know who the heck Carolina is planning on playing. It's Anderson, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Every goaltender in their system um, during this run, and and that's not a knock on Freddie Anderson. You know, obviously he's he's had a heck of a career, and um, his numbers speak for themselves historically in his in his tenure. But you know, to me, Jake Gottinger is the X factor with the remaining four teams. I mean, if he's as good as he can be, as good as we've seen. Dallas has really as good a shot as anybody, I think, to win the Cup. The injury to one of the two goaltenders for Vegas back, what, four or five games ago? Yeah, I guess it was. Now, when we were in Vegas at the time, and there were some people out there that said maybe this is a good thing with Hill taking over (laughs) in net. But the depth piece that also goes into it, that maybe is a little bit of concern. I'm not so sure. What do you think of the goaltending situation with Vegas? I think it's just a, a huge question mark. Um it's funny because in Minnesota, I guess I should say ironic, is when they sort of ran into a little bit of this goaltending issue. Uh, Brossois came off offseason hip surgery, started the year in the minors. Came up, played really well, but Logan Thompson got hurt mm-hmm. in St. Paul in a game uh, just after April. I guess it was probably April the 3rd was that sort of that back-to-back where the two teams had a home-and-home. Uh, Vegas swept the wild, but uh, Logan Thompson got hurt in the third period of that game, which Vegas was winning comfortably. And that sort of sent their goaltending into a bit of a spiral. Gabriel swallowed the opportunity. Now, as you mentioned, Trent, he's been banged up. They have Aiden Hill, who's, you know, about as big of a goaltender as you get stature wise. I think he goes about six foot six. I mean, he's a big boy. So they've used several goalies this year and have found a way to get it done. Not unlike Carolina on the other side of the bracket, if you will, in the Eastern Conference. So, Vegas, I think, with the goaltending being a bit of a question mark just from a health standpoint, that's one thing. But the thing that I think the Carolina and Vegas have in common is that their team structure is so good and they don't seem phased by anything. Credit their coaching staff or credit whoever you want. Um, organizationally, both those teams have gotten where they've gotten despite a lot of adversity and a lot of big-time injuries throughout the year. Um, as, as you travel around the league, is the um, is the experience, the game experience in Las Vegas, is, is it uh, better than any others? I mean, it's certainly yeah. it's a show, right? I mean, it's almost like not a Cirque-type show, but it's, it's, it's an event. You want to be in your seat prior to the game starting because you don't want to miss anything. It's, it's certainly different. Yep. Yep, I told a couple of my buddies when we were out there in Vegas and while we are playing, I said, you guys got to get in before the game. Of course, they didn't. You know, they got tied up doing other Vegas activities. But <laughs> yep. you do want to be in there. Um, the building literally shakes. I mean, their, their sound system, and you think, oh, it's a sound system. Like It's like, to your point, it's Vegas. And, yeah, their pregame, uh, their in-game entertainment, everything is just, you know, to steal that phrase from the uh, state of Texas, like everything's bigger in Texas, everything's like a little bigger and better in Vegas. And, and when it comes to their presentation there at T-Mobile Arena and just how loud that building gets, yes, it, it is real. You can you can almost feel it. Um, it'll be interesting to see how much that plays a factor in this series. Um, and I did see the other day, I don't know what you make of this or how much credence you guys would lend to it, but Dallas's ticket prices are for the conference final. Um, high, you know, far and away the highest of the remaining four teams. I think mm. I saw something like a thousand dollars for average ticket. I mean, 
you know, you start possibly pricing people out when you start talking about that kind of money to get into a game. So it'll be interesting to see how the crowds have a factor in things. Obviously, Carolina, for a number of years now, has had that whole storm surge thing with their great fan base. Um, again, not a traditional hockey market from 30 years ago, but um, they have certainly done a good job building a brand there in Carolina as well. So, um, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting with these final four teams, how much home ice can play a factor, because as we've seen through the first two rounds, road teams have had great success, mm-hmm. and in the opening round, road teams have maybe the best year ever in Stanley Cup playoffs. Joe, let's jump over to the East. Florida in the conference finals, first time in a long time for that organization. They were the President's Cup Award winner a year ago, got bounced early. How did we miss this? How do we miss this with this team that is very talented? They snuck into the playoffs and needed help from Pittsburgh to get there, but why did nobody give yeah. Florida a shot? Because they just were so inconsistent mm-hmm. at the start of the year. Um, they they clearly won the offseason trade, getting yeah. the Chuck. Yeah. Um, now, they had a part with a great defenseman, Mackenzie Weaker, and a great playmaker in Jonathan Huberto. But Calgary, if you look this year, they never got it going. Mm-hmm. It was like two teams that made such a shakeup uh, Florida obviously changed their head coach. Um, they had the interim tag on Andrew Burnett there. They didn't bring him back. They bring in Paul Maurice. Um, obviously, Calgary now has since removed their head coach and Daryl Sutter. So those two teams made that massive trade, and neither had a great regular season. Uh, to your point, Trent, Florida snuck in. But, you know, they were playing playoff hockey for the last couple of months having to get in there. And so, yeah, maybe we should have seen this coming. Maybe, you know, the, the pundits should have seen that Florida was playing such – a brand of hockey just to get in that if they could get some momentum going, um, they'd have a real chance. But again, they were going up against the greatest regular season team ever in Boston round one. And they went and found a way to win three games in Boston, including game seven. Um, This Panthers team is for real. Matthew Kachuk Mm -hmm. is playing like one of the best players in the world right now. Sergei Bobrovsky is a top end goaltender who has proven he can win in the playoffs. This is a very interesting team. I'm intrigued by this series because I didn't think Carolina would be here uh, because they had injuries. so many injuries yeah. down the stretch. Like I just thought there was no chance that they could survive the amount of injuries they survived. Uh, and yet here they are. You have to give full marks to Rod Brindamore and the culture he's built there. They have found a way to win. They have a great young player in Sebastian Ajo that the casual fan might not know that much about. But they fought through just a slew of top-end injuries and here they are in the Final Four. That should be a great series because both teams, they know each other. They play a ton in the regular season against one another. And they're not going to give an inch. That's going to be one heck of a series. You know, they're the longest uh, price uh, betting-wise to win the Stanley Cup. And I think they absolutely can win it all. I really do. And then You mentioned they, what they did against Boston. Then they go to Toronto, and this is going to be the year. 1967, those ghosts, blah, blah, blah. It's finally coming to an end. They beat them in five. Uh, un- unbelievable start. Joe, I wanna, before we let you go, uh, just your thoughts on this. Uh, the, the voters in Tempe have, uh, have spoken. They will not build an arena for the Coyotes. I don't know if – I know that Bettman uh, is bound and determined – He'll do everything he can, in my opinion, to keep that team in Arizona, uh, which is good. Um, but Houston seemingly would be, and you've got a lot of Houston uh, on your resume as you as you worked your way through hockey to get to where you're at today. Houston, would they support an NHL team? I believe that they would. Uh, them, Salt Lake, look to be the two favorites to me. Does Houston make sense if they leave? Houston does. Yeah, Houston does make sense. But just first on the Arizona thing, it looks like, you know, they'll play another year in that college rink at Mullen Arena, which, by the way, is an unbelievable atmosphere when you're talking 5,000 people for an NHL game. 
Uh, it's just crazy to watch that speed and pace of play when you're literally, you feel like you're right. on top of the playing surface. Uh, I am surprised that didn't go through. It looked like it was all systems go for Tempe and that they would have a brand new building in a few years. I know that their ownership group is absolutely committed to being in Arizona. I think their plan was to get some type of, um, you know, casino, arena, hotel, all in one. Like that's their vision. And that would be a home run. Um, could they, you know, if they can pull it off? Uh, Houston would support a team, Kenny. They have the arena. They have the ice-making ability in Toyota Center where the Rockets play. Obviously, the Houston Arrows played there forever. Um, they have the corporate dollars. They have the population, a big enough market, natural rivalry with Dallas. Um, you know, you, you can. it's a major airport, obviously, for mm-hmm. fans to come in and out. And, and there's obviously a ton to do. So, yeah, I, I think Houston can support it. But I do believe there's some traction with Salt Lake City. Uh, in fact, we had a uh, Craig Leopold does this cool thing, uh, the Minnesota Wild owner uh, this year, where he had about I don't know 10 to 12 staff members throughout the year come and sit with them and have like a little breakfast and chat and hear his story and he hears about your story. It was a really cool thing, you know, for an actor to do with his employees from everybody that mm-hmm. works and you know, from a janitor to the radio guy, whatever. Right. Um, and he, he mentioned during this Q&A I sat in on that Salt Lake City, he thought, was a real possibility for expansion. And the key there is expansion because with expansion comes more money for the other owners. Mm-hmm. And relocation doesn't lend that type mm-hmm. of money to the rest of the owners, right? If you're going to buy an expansion franchise in the NHL for, I don't know, a half a billion dollars or whatever the number is, every team gets a cut of that. I don't know that that's so much the case with relocation. So I think, um, you know, expansion is probably what the rest of the owners would prefer. But Craig Leopold did mention that Salt Lake City uh, was a real possibility in his eyes. And and that was just a couple months back. And um, so, yeah, I'd I'd say there's some credence there, too. Full circle back to the wild. Bill Guerin trying to rebuild, replenish the organization with what's happening still with the contracts of Suter and Parise. How I think he said uh, a year ago, his hands kind of tied behind his back. How much longer is that the case, and what do you anticipate this offseason looks like for the Wild? Well, it's two more years, so this upcoming season and one more. Hmm. Sort of the number actually goes up from last year to the next two years. Um, I think I read today in The Athletic that it's it's about $14.5 or so the next two years. So that gives the Wild basically, you know, $15 million in the rest of the team to spend up to that salary cap ceiling, uh, which is a real, real issue. Um, you know, if you added a $5 million defenseman, another $7 million forward, you'd still have money to play with. Um, and that would give you basically a top four D-man and a top six forward, something every team in the league could use more of no matter how good you are. Um, so it, it's definitely, it, this is, again, the emphasis or the onus is on the wild prospects, the Iowa wild graduates that are going to get a chance in training camp to make an impression to come up to Minnesota and show that they can earn it, um, prove that they can play in the NHL. And that's the only way you can, you can survive this, this cap hell, if you will, that the wild have been in is by getting contributions from young players and then getting some guys that have bounced back years, some scrap heap guys, uh, the late free agent signings that are on those one year prove it deals that, uh, you can get for a million or two bucks, and, and hopefully they come in and make an impact. In the wild, really, the last few years have been able to do that. Um, they found guys on the cheap, uh, guys that they believe in, guys they'll play within the system, and then they've had contributions from young players coming up from Iowa as well.
Mm. Are you uh, back in Des Moines? Is the family settled in the Twin Cities? Where are you at? Yep. Um, Edina, um, nice. which if you remember from the Mighty Ducks, is uh, <laughs> yes. the, the cake eater reference. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of that. The kids probably get chirped all the time. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's a great neighborhood. Uh, we got settled up here just in time for this past school year. So uh, I was telling Trent off, off air that we're almost through one school year here in Minnesota. Uh, obviously loving my full-time gig now with Minnesota. Um, certainly miss the people of Des Moines and, and miss working uh, with the great folks at the Iowa Wild, but uh, it's been awesome to be up here in the state of hockey, as it's called, and just see the game from the youth level all the way through the high school ranks. Like It's uh, it's like high school football in Texas mm-hmm. or, yep. or you're wrestling in, in Iowa. I mean, uh, it's, it's amazing how much they embrace the game up here, and uh, there's a lot of passion for the sport. Happy for your success, Joe O'Donnell. We truly are. Good to speak with you. Thanks for doing this, Joe. Anytime, guys. Take care. Good to talk to you. Joe O'Donnell, formerly of the Iowa Wild, now the voice of the Minnesota Wilds. We check in on the Final Four in hockey. Are you are you are you going to play tonight? About an hour from now, your circuit plays of the day. Yes. Uh, does the Eastern Conference game tonight move your needle? I, I looked at it. Uh, I had a lean with some of the numbers that I have to the Panthers, but not enough to fire. Okay. If it would have been more in that maybe plus 135, 140 range, probably would have done it. Didn't quite get there. I think the best I saw was Circa had plus 127. So not a play. Going to sit this one out. And I'm going to be watching too much Nuggets Lakers anyway. It's going to be so good. Too heavily involved, I think. Yeah, going to be so good. Uh, How about the uh, golf? Have you been looking at the TV for the PGA? I've had it on the whole time. I flipped it on this morning. A little weather delay helped out. And we're off to a, a solid start. One guy that was on my list, and I, yes, believe it or not, I did pare it down even with all the guys that I bet, was the Gala. And he's off to a really good start and looking really good. He, there's just something about. He's just so cool out there. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just one of those guys. Like, man, he just got it all right. Where's Zach? Zach was one under early. I haven't seen. I here saw lately. him even was the last. Okay, I must saw. have given it back. Yeah, he had a birdie early. Had another good look at birdie. I think on the first hole and just uh, ran it by. But Zach, you know, it's so interesting. They were talking about oh, him too. He's blown up. He's three over. Uh, he's not only there to golf. But right, he's, he's there to scout. He's, yeah, I mean, that that's a huge uh-huh. part of what's going on, getting ready to be the captain of the mm-hmm. Ryder Cup. And how much, there'll be a little more buzz, I think, for the Ryder Cup with the Zach connection this year. It's so tough. In Iowa? You yeah. Mean, yeah, in Iowa, for sure, a little bit, but it's football season. It's just so difficult, uh-huh. even for, for me. You know I love golf. Uh-huh. For anything, it's, it's football, football season. We'll take our time out. We'll come back, finish up the hour. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106. Downtown Des Moines. couple of minutes of the first hour of the program. Randy Peterson on the Cyclones. Pete Futek on College Football, collegefootballnews.com. He will join us. Trent's plays of the day. Uh, Mike Flory just posted a tweet that uh, the new owner of the Commanders will not be voted on this uh, this ownership meeting, so it still stays under Snyder for a while. But that aside, it is going to be sold and the agreement's in place. Don't you change the name? If you're the new owner, I, I think so. You just sell a bunch of gear, and I know you have to split that amongst the league partners. Sure. But the Washington Commanders, it just never took off. No, the football team was a lot better. It was way better. And I think, yeah, you reevaluate, you go back to the well, and you just completely rid yourself of the stench that is Daniel Snyder. Mm-hmm. I think it makes a lot of sense. Did they open this up to, I mean, how did they come up with the Commanders? Do you remember? Was that a. There was a vote. I remember, like, the Hogs were on there because of the yeah, offensive yeah, line of the 80s, yeah. and, and that was one of the names. There was, 
there was something with some kind of bird that was involved that I believe had Native American connotations to it, playing off the Redskins' name. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was something like that. And there were a few others. I think initially there was something like 12, 15 names that they put out there. They pared it down in Commanders. This never took off. The never caught on. Nah, it's stupid. Football team. Right. I agree with you. The WFT, the Woofties. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, it's it's coming. Uh, it's at some point. The commanders uh, and they got to get a new stadium. Go back to mm-hmm. RFK. Not yep. to, I mean, got it. That's gone. Yeah. Right, but uh, the, the area that uh, that it's once stood. Um, anyways, a little football conversation to finish up our number one. Uh, our number two. We're going to talk to Randy Peterson. Look forward to catching up with our buddy Petey. Isn't it weird that it's been so quiet? on the front of the gambling investigation. It really has. I mean, we are now 10 days past when it really blew up, Mm -hmm. and it has just been so quiet. Uh, Chad Leistikow, in his uh, group, his text group with subscribers to Hawk Central, he had a couple of nuggets yesterday. Didn't sound like anybody significant from the football program that was involved. That was one of the ones that was listed. So he's got names? No. He was just told that nobody that would be an eye-opener. Okay, Nobody, that would be yeah something like that. So, but outside of that, it's just but been, that's just Iowa only, right? I, yes, for Lysico, yes, that is only for the Hawkeyes. So, yeah. good news, I guess, on that front. Also, mention maybe the baseball team will get something. They play today, right? Final series of the year, and, you and let these kids. Know? They were hoping to know, not necessarily right. that the news would be positive, but just to know to know where they stood. Our number two, Randy Peterson, will kick it off. Uh, and then we'll talk to Pete Futek, Trends Plays of the Day, Circus Sports Sponsors, Miller & Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.